Um, yeah, this is the Fresno Nightcrawler. I've been listening to your guys' show for quite some time. And I gotta say, me and my two friends feel horribly misrepresented by your podcast. Let's start with the obvious one. Saying that the Fresno Nightcrawler is fake is just ridiculous. We are totally not fake. So I just wanted to throw that out there, that we hate your show. This show sucks. Anyway, keep up with whatever it is that this show does, besides being wrong, because the Fresno Nightcrawler is real. We exist and we matter. Um, bye. Welcome back to the Infinite Rabbit Hole. I'm your host, Jeremy. Today we're going to dive into the conclusion of our presentation on Skinwalker Ranch. Today's going to be a good one. We are going to dive into some of the theories behind what's actually going on, and we're going to get into our feels about the subject ourselves. This is going to be a lot of conversation tonight. And, of course, Jeff will probably try to convince us that it's all the government. Let's go ahead and uh, invite Shadow Band Podcast's own Jeffrey Fernandez. Jeffrey, how are you doing today? Thank you very much, Jeremy. It is I, Jeffrey Spaces Fake Fernandez. I'm <laughs> doing quite well. Thank you. How are you, sir? Oh, man. I've had better days. They are, we are getting our bathroom torn up. Mm. Uh, I, I don't even want to talk about it. This is a happy place right now. We're going to be happy, 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 joy, joy. So, are you ready, man? I'm ready, dude. I think you're going to you're gonna shine today. I, I think, think everybody knows what I'm going to say today, but I'll say it anyways, just for everybody's pleasure later. All right. Let's go ahead and bring in the child of the group, Sausage Nipple Jake. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, like, "Well, red flag, red flag." Okay, all right. <laughs> <Just Jake. laughs> uh, hey, Jake, up, let's man? see, let's see them nips, man. Oh, look at them nips! I shouldn't have gotten the red shirt. It just takes away from <laughs> how glorious these big, giant pink pepperoni nipples are. But here they are. There's them nipples. Good old thumbs up, <laughs> smile. Good old thumbs up, thumbs up, smile, nipples. It's like one thumbs up and. Two nipples down. That's right. 
No, it's not. It's not the greatest shirt. <laughs> uh, you doing all right, man? Yeah, yeah. I'm ready to to get into this. I right before this, I was watching the uh, Hunt for the Skinwalker, and I've got. I didn't finish it. I got almost halfway through. I got a couple interesting tidbits um, that I want to bring up that actually somewhat changed my opinion on the events of the ranch. So when we get into it, I'll uh, I'll pop those out. So that would be really cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, let's move on to let's do Wes. We'll save we'll save uh, ladies for last today. <laughs> Wesley believes in space, King. How are you doing today, bud? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing good. You ready to dive into what we believe is going on here? Absolutely. Have you dove into Skinwalker Ranch since the last recording? Uh, Yeah, I actually was watching the same documentary that Jake was. I didn't get quite all the way through it because I had a bunch of stuff going on this weekend. But uh, I'm, I'm ready to hear everyone's uh, opinions on everything. So the the documentary that Jake's talking about everybody is basically the brother or the sibling to the book, right? It's it's by the same people, uh, George Knapp and and Colm A. Kelleher, and basically it is. I I don't know exactly if it's a follow up to the book or if it came out at the same time, but there is some additional information. I've watched about ten minutes of it and I was like, I can't do this. I already have my script. I can't do this right now. Um, so at, at some point when we all get through the, the documentary, maybe we'll come back and revisit the topic and we'll talk about the, the stuff that's in there uh, that Jake's not going to be able to get to today because he's only halfway through. All right. Uh, moving on. Kid, how are you today? Fantastic. I was almost a little offended. <laughs> almost a little offended. But we're is cool. It, it's because okay. you thought I called you a child? Yeah. I may look like one, but that like, <laughs> come on. Jump into conclusions, Kenzar. <laughs> I mean, I am the kid after all. You are the kid, but you're not the child. Yeah, that You tried that nervous. once on me already, <laughs> so you blame me? <laughs> I, I guess not. I guess not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Have you dove into Skinwalker Ranch since last time we talked? No, I was about neck deep in my research project this weekend. So true. I think we're doing that next week, right? Sure. Oh wait, yeah. no. Possibly and possibly not. I might have a guest. I still have to confirm Ooh. that they're uh, that they're still coming, but we'll uh, we'll talk about that when we get there. Gonna throw Kinzar right in the trash and grab some rando. That's, <laughs> um, so before we get into my script for the night, does anybody have anything to build on from the last couple episodes? I'm good. All right. Well, let's dive into some of the cool stuff that I found. Now, the format for today is going to be uh, slightly different than what we normally do. Uh, for the back end of episodes uh, because there's so many different theories out there about Skinwalker Ranch. Basically, what we're going to do is we're going to, uh, or I will, read off a theory, a popular theory, talk about it a little bit, and then we will discuss before we move on to the next theory. Um, everyone understand? Good to go? Yes. Crystal. And then yep. at the end, if I fail to 
uh, hit on a theory that one of you guys have heard or one of you guys believe, feel free to bring it up then. And then afterwards, we'll talk about our true feels and we'll get all emotional and probably have to cry. No, I'm just kidding. We'll be good. All right, let's jump in and let's start the night off with the top of the page because I'm at the bottom, the media frenzy. So when Terry Sherman decided to go public in 1996 about what was happening on his ranch, his decision landed on relying or relaying the details to a reporter by the name of Zach Van Eck of the Deseret News. This newspaper that Terry decided to confide in was Utah's second largest newspaper at the time. This, of course, would propel what seemed to be an outrageous story into the Associated Press and eventually around the country. Newspapers and radio stations from every corner of the U.S. reported on the now-known UFO hotspot that was the Sherman Ranch. Terry's reasoning for telling his property story was to ensure that if this was a military or black ops entity, maybe the publicity would force them to move somewhere else. Another thing he wanted out of going public was help from anyone who may have answers about the activity he and his wife had been witnessing. This would ultimately bring upon the arrival of Robert Bigelow in the NIDS team. And with the arrival of NIDS, rumors about what was really happening on the ranch began to run rampant throughout the local area. One such rumor was that a scientific team was brought in to investigate the reptilian aliens that were discovered on the Sherman Ranch. And in one large national scientific magazine, an article was published spreading false rumors that the Nevada military base known as Area 51 was moving to a remote location in northeastern Utah and that the NIDS team at the Sherman Ranch was really there to make pre preparations for the shift. In 2002, George Knapp was given permission and completed two articles for publication about the happenings on Skinwalker Ranch and the involvement of the NIDS team. The two-part article, titled Path of the Skinwalker, was published back, uh, was published in back-to-back -back issues of the Las Vegas Review-Journal, Nevada's largest newspaper at the time. This once again propelled the topic of Skinwalker Ranch into the limelight of the country and the rest of the world. The articles would end up being reprinted in England, Brazil, France, and Portugal, and would also cause an influx of spinoff articles to be written in various other forms of media, such as magazines, radio shows, and private online chat rooms. This was the most dangerous thing to happen to the ranch. One particular chat room began spreading rumors about the NIDS team and their board members, saying that they were a part of a secret cabal known as the Aviary. The sole task and duty of this secret cabal was to, con was to control the information about the extraterrestrials on Earth. But the rumors wouldn't stop there. Another round of scuttlebutt arose that the NIDS team had made contact with the spaceman and that they were now actively experimenting with genetic engineering as a way to explain the uptick in cattle mutilations in the area. And the really scary thing is that some well-known news outlets began to report on these ideas in a way that caused many people to believe that what they were reporting was factual information about the rants and the about the ranch and the NIDS investigations. Throughout all of the beatings the ranch and the NIDS investigative team would take by the media, the ranch did become extremely famous in many circles. 
The NIDS team suffered a long, almost year-long drought, which they easily pointed the finger at the waves of amateur researchers and quote-unquote professional reporters that showed up on and around the ranch to do a little bit of research for themselves. But as months went by and the huge influx of new and strange visitors to the ranch and the basin receded, activity once again began to spring up on Skinwalker Ranch. But the argument that many people make about Skinwalker Ranch is that most of, or all of the stories coming from the ranch are just that, stories. A decent amount of people do believe that the lore behind the ranch is no more than publicity brought on by a rampantly spreading and growing false narratives spun by Terry Sherman himself. Others blame George Knapp and his articles, while some more recent disbelievers think that the influx in books, magazines, TV shows, and podcasts on the subject do a disservice to the paranormal community for even reporting on such an outlandish topic. So what do you guys think? Do you think that the media and entertainment business might be to blame for the popularity and the happenings at Skinwalker Ranch? Yeah, dude, 100%. I mean, we're doing it right now, right? But Mm -hmm. uh, for sure, things like the Discovery Channel or the History Channel or whatever channel right like that it's going to bring a lot of attention and this is a the problem that i have with a lot of different things right people might call a lot of them conspiracies but when you're talking about things like ancient aliens or you know like lost history or anything like that it goes through this mainstream filter and becomes some weird diluted version of what it really is and i feel like a lot of the stories that we could probably find about skinwalker ranch are just people kind of even if they believe it like they're they're experiencing something through that filter that they've already been fed through the media Wes what do you think man do you think that the uh the media and us podcasters are the reason why this thing uh has blown up so much oh for sure I mean even back in in the 90s uh there had to have been you know rumors and stuff you know all throughout the town you know, the closest town to them. And I'm sure even back then it probably traveled, traveled way further than just their, you know, the city they lived outside of. Uh, and from now or from then till now, you know, media's reach and growth has been exponential. Uh, so with that, things like this, that really capture people's imagination ha- are just blowing up constantly. And it's never going to stop. Now, we'll go to Kid. Kid, do you think that the media may actually be the reason why these things are happening? Not necessarily why it's so popular, but do you believe that maybe... No? no? Okay. No. Um, My... As you were asking that question, I just thought back to the owners before the Shermans. There wasn't a whole lot on their story, but their entire house, closets, windows, doors, inside and outside, all deadbolted. Mm-hmm. So there, I, I don't think media had much involvement as to what was going on, but it is like a game of telephone. So the moment the media got involved, <clears throat> things be, 
probably became embellished and blew up and media in my opinion is the reason skinwalker ranch is so popular and so well known but it's not the reason things were happening no it's not the reason things started happening or kept happening there was something going on beforehand jake what do you think about this layer that the media adds a hundred percent i think it has to do with it so i'm watching this documentary by george knapp and what's interesting to me is that i'm also watching the show right the skinwalker show it's like three seasons or whatever both of them are on hulu um and in the show they're constantly they're seeing ufos they're dealing with like they're getting all their readings their radiation exposure all this sort of stuff right and george knapp says within the first 30 minutes of his uh of his whatchamacallit his documentary, documentary that the legend is is that when new people come on the ranch there's an increase in activity and he said right off the bat while i was there i experienced zero uh, paranormal or otherworldly type events. It just didn't mm-hmm. happen. Although he was able to interview people all over the town that had seen stuff and had experiences, and he's able to interview people from the original NIDS team. They, one of them even makes a presence on the, the TV show as well. Um, and I have to wonder what the motivation is, right? Because I agree with what Jeff said that, you know, you have an already set in stone bias you might see things through that lens of that bias. But then when it comes into like the TV show, right? I'm sitting here watching it. I I just got into season two. And I mean, they have seen all kinds of stuff, but how much of it is actually real and how much of it is edited? And the reason why I asked that is because what's the motivation? Is the History Channel paying the owner um, of the ranch now to be there to shoot this show? Is there a motivation money-wise to get as many seasons out of it and in which case increase on the flair and the pizzazz because no one wants to see a show where literally <clears throat> nothing happens, right? Right. It would last maybe a season and then it would be, be you know, torn apart. So is any of this stuff, you know, flubbed, you know, and whatever. But it's like even like they're sh- showing the UFO. It's a bright light in the sky and they're showing it. And then what would have been originally uh, the stillest camera in the world it's on a tripod it's panning around you see these people and then when it's focused on this ufo it's just going like this the whole time it's just shaking around and then there there's this point where this ufo is and they keep saying it shows up in the exact same spot and it doesn't move and then the camera goes like this it whips down real quick and they're like there it goes and then immediately afterwards they say oh it's back it's right there it's in the exact same spot so it didn't move at all but the camera jerks really quick to make it appear that it just shoots out of the the screen when in reality nothing actually happened. So it, did that was that thing even existing? Did they send something up into the atmosphere like that weather balloon in the first season to with reflective lining on it to make it look like something is out there reflecting the sun like a UFO? How much of this thing is actually real? I mean, people have their own stories and experiences and all sorts of stuff, but I think when it comes to adding media into that and money and contracts and all kinds of stuff, the level of craziness goes right through the roof. So when you get you get out of this level of this is a place where weird stuff happens all the time to, well, I don't know if any of this is actually he- happening at all, like any of this is actually real um, because if there's money involved, 
there has extreme motivation to start just goofing off and doing whatever to make content, right? So, like I said, there's there's things from the the documentary that have changed my opinion on what's going on, but it's still hard for me to grasp, you know, what's actually happening versus what's being made up or what's being exaggerated due to the media's presence and the, you know, extreme, um, you know, levels of interest that are included now. So here's my problem. I'll just kind of take a side note here to talk about the TV show. My problem with the TV show is that the Shermans owned the property from uh 94 to 96, right? 94, 95, and 96, roughly three years. Um, and what we get is a couple books off of it. Um, but still, the happenings kind of come in these pockets. Like there are vast amounts of time, like up to a year, where there's just nothing. Uh, there's, mm-hmm. there's gaps of months and weeks of just nothing. But you show up to this television show on the History Channel, and every episode, something's happening mm. um, as if it's just conveniently happening every week or every day. I think I think that they're only there for about a month out of the entire year for every season could be wrong with that. Uh, but I know it's a limited amount of time. And within that limited amount of time, you have more stuff happen than, you know, what would happen in a year for the Shermans. Right. Um, and that's that's where I find it find it hard to believe that the the TV show is as legitimate as it claims to be, um, not necessarily just because of the money factor, because um, that does add a layer to the bullshittery, obviously. Um, but I just find it hard to believe that something's happening so much, especially when the the owners after Bigelow took over, uh, it dived way down, didn't disappear. It still happened, uh, but it almost almost went nil. Um, that's my two cents in it. Uh, does anybody else have anything to add before we move on to the next one? I would say uh, Jake has definitely hit it on the head. I mean, but I don't think uh, that's necessarily the ranch uh, that's in it for the money. The media, whoever it is, they're, they're going to make their own money. Uh, and I think, uh, that's really what's, what's pushing it probably more than anything nowadays. Um, but yeah, and I have to agree, definitely agree with you, Jeremy, with, uh, you know, the things ramping up at all of a sudden when there's a TV show being filmed there, you know, mm-hmm. when there's been however man- amount of time in between whatever events, uh, phenomena, whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, it's, everything's dramatized because people, mm-hmm. People love drama. Mm. Yes. So that's going to be, that's going to literally be in anything you see on TV. It, it doesn't matter if it's the History Channel, HBO, or, you know, even in, pick your favorite news channel. You know, things are going to be ramped up a bit because that's what draws people in. I'll tell you what, though, as much as I look at like the TV show versus. The, I mean, I didn't read the book, but Jeremy went pretty thoroughly through it. Wes went thoroughly through it. I'll tell you, there are some parts that have really bothered me. 
like as far as like freaked me right the heck out. Like last night, I went to bed right after watching, I think it was season two, episode two. And basically what happened was they were doing this, um, they had this Jewish guy uh, or a rabbi that was doing a um, a bunch of prayers and stuff at night. And they had the Homestead 2 focused on with, uh, what was it, like a heat uh, lens or whatever on the camera, yeah. you know? Yep. And you see the entire house and everything around this house pretty much like, you know, was it bright or dark red is or light red is the hottest and purple and black are the coldest. And you see the, the trees and the surrounding area and it's all relative. So it's like, um, you know, the temperatures may be just so, but my hand would probably be red and then everything expanding outward from my hand would get darker and darker and darker because it would be, you know, less hot, right, than my body temperature. So it's all relative to each other as far as I know. But basically the trees and the surrounding area and the rest of the house was red because it was warmer than the focal point, which was the doorway. And it was just deep oil slick black purple around it like an eyeball or if you could imagine it a being standing in that doorway and even as they're approaching the house everyone goes running over there to go investigate and see you know why this is doing this is the is the equipment messing up or whatever you can see their red images their silhouettes of these four individuals running towards this point and you can see them all right here and they go in there, they say it's like, you know, 20, 30 degrees colder. It's like, it's crazy cold stuff. That one creeped me right the heck out. And then I had to go to bed afterwards. And it <laughs> kept me awake for like 45 minutes where I'm just like, something's going to jump out at me. You know, like there are some points where I don't entirely disbelieve that there's craziness going on in that ranch. But again, it's hard for me to know what is real and what's going on and then what um what is fake and made up or at least exaggerated because i mean just the simple fact of if you guys have seen any movies in the last couple of years most of what you're seeing is cgi like these people are oh. it's the actors in front of green screens like everything is cgi with the exception of like the Top Gun movie where they're actually flying in jets like everything is cgi now so even if it looks so real you could look up the behind the scenes and stuff and it's all like, you know, there's no buildings back there. It's all a green screen. It's nuts. So really we've come into this area where, you know, a Patterson Gimlin Bigfoot film from, you know, the, uh, the sixties or seventies, whenever that one was shot is just like, you know, 67, I think is just like, you know, it's not that anymore where that's an actual river, that's an actual surrounding area, you know, we can dispute whether or not the Bigfoot is actually real, but everything else around it is real. Nowadays, you'd see a video like that, and literally nothing could be real. It could all be CGI. It could all be made on a computer. And, you know, and there we go. So I can't, I have the hardest time seeing that stuff and being like, this is actually happening, because as far as I know, the scientists right there could just be getting paid to pretend like there's a UFO right there and they could just have a spot, you know, in editing that they put inside the, you know, whatever. And it's like, it's, it's rough. It's, it's hard to know, you know? Yeah. Kind of, kind of to add on to that too. Like you were saying they're only there for like maybe a month. 
I don't know the exact time frame, but I know it's limited. It's they a go short the same period time of time. Okay, yeah. so it's a short period of time. I have a hard time believing that in this month, two month time span, that that's just it's it's like that's the season for things to happen. I, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think that's happening. I I don't think it's that frequent. It's very I think it's more sporadic. So it, for all we know, like Jay said, they're just exaggerating a bunch of things and embellishing a bunch of stuff and they're only getting maybe two episodes worth of footage out of two months, three months expedition. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time that believing that media is telling the truth about Skinwalker Ranch, but it's definitely, it's definitely pulling attention to Skinwalker Ranch, which is, usually the point of what of media is to pull attention to something all right what do you guys think move on yeah i'm satisfied all right it gets fun from here i think this is this one's for uh old jeffrey military psyop it is no surprise that many believe that skinwalker ranch and the uinta basin lay home to a playground for experiments of top-secret military weaponry gear and techniques. Aircraft that defy physics, cloaked figures, stealthy lights and craft, gateways into other dimensions, chimera-like creatures, and highly lifelike holographic displays. This explanation goes back to the original owners of the ranch. Before the Shermans, the Myers family were the owners of skinwalker ranch this well-documented hotspot for all things paranormal and supernatural seemed to not be an issue for the myers family could the myers have signed an agreement with the u.s government that allowed the use of their rural property for top secret experiments many believe yes again conrad bauer comes to play hardball by bringing up the facts that secret and public nuclear testing took place in remote areas of the region in the world's most famous secret military facility area 51 settles just over the state lines in group groom lake nevada the government seems to have a soft spot for remote desert locations for their secret doings garth myers who inherited the property from the original owners famously told terry sherman to not dig on the property those who are familiar with the tv show secrets of skinwalker ranch on the history channel know that the current research crew members are still wary about the concept of digging on the property due to documented issues that happen when they do. Could there be a top-secret underground military facility under the property of Skinwalker Ranch? Nuclear bunkers were speckled all throughout the country during the years of the Cold War, many of which were made into bases and bunkers, and many of those were in the remote desert areas of the West. One common occurrence that the Shermans famously complained about was the sound of machinery and banging coming from what they thought was under their feet. Kelleher and Knapp made a claim in their book, Hunt for the Skinwalker, that the NIDS team employed top-notch remote viewers from various backgrounds to view the ranch at different points in time. NIDS claimed that many of these remote viewers came back saying that there was a constantly a military presence on the land and that they were doing some very bad things there and were primarily working out of the southeastern portion of the ranch as a side note to this a few of them pointed out the central homestead as a hot spot for various degrees of strange and or evil activity and to clear that up a little bit there jacob 
uh, the central homestead is homestead too. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, Jeffrey? Yeah, man, <clears throat> I'm with that dude. I mean, honestly, the, when you said gateways or portals to other dimensions, um, that's totally what I think is going on. And I think that because it's on a ley line, I think you said it was on or around a ley line, mm-hmm. right? You have remote viewers seeing this, which I fully have no problem believing. Um, just getting into all the, you know, MK Ultra and the, you know, the gateway process stuff and Project Stargate and all these different programs where they were using remote viewers and all kinds of stuff. So that's totally real. Um, yeah, man, I I could totally see that there's some probably a secret underground base i mean okay so like the montauk project this is a perfect example they did this project the secret project using the Mm -hmm. montauk chair and all this stuff at camp hero but camp hero was a supposedly an abandoned military base at the time so if you have the country dotted with these secret underground facilities some of them are no longer in use then you have some black budget program who it's not really the military it's it's you know unknown contractors or even exactly a, a, a an entity higher than right, right correct and they're down there probably doing some kind of portals think uh stranger things or something you know i'm mm-hmm. with it so just to make a connection for those that are new to the infinite rabbit hole um those that may not understand what remote viewing is it is basically the use of uh Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, scientific or psychic means of being able to view a, a location separate from your own by psychic means is that that's roughly correct, right? Yeah, pretty much. And the government's even done things like psychic assassin programs where they would use remote viewing to locate somebody, uh, like a dignitary or somebody from another country, and they'd be able to pinpoint pretty much where they were on the other side of the world. Project Stargate somewhere. Yes, exactly. Project Stargate so. was a was a really big one. And we talked a little bit more about that. Uh, we actually, uh, I actually am the only surviving member of that episode, but we went on to <laughs> another. This is dead. <laughs> we, we went on to another podcast and we'll, I, I bring that up in my little spiel later. But moving on, um, let's go Wes. What do you think, man? Oh, you're, 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 uh, yep. Muted. Excuse me, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> totally pro anyway uh i'm with jeff where this where this ranch is located it's basically just like a a tear between you know some other dimension or maybe multiple dimensions who knows i don't know who knows how any of that works but uh you know what leads me to believe that it's, it's maybe multiple is just out of all the phenomenon described there is multiple that are very similar to each other. There's the giant, you know, wolf-like creature uh, or the multiple wolf-like creatures, uh, the flying orbs that were, you know, usually blue or red in color. And then you had like the predator, predator thing, you know, um, and whatever was invisible to the naked eye running through the, uh, the herd, you know, splitting them like a shark in a school of fish. Um, I don't know. Uh, there's just multiple things coming out slipping through into our world for, you know, short periods of time. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's strange because everything that has happened, uh, on the ranch, I'm going to jump a little ahead right now. 
I'm not going to give you my full uh, view on this, but everything that's happened on the ranch can kind of be explained by some sort of military black budget um, project, right? So um, like Wes was just talking about the predator-like creature uh, that's walking through the the cattle or the ones that uh, jumped up in front of the guy who was um, meditating right outside the Sherman household and got screamed at right in his face, cloaking, right? That's something that we know the government spends money on. They spend money on cloaking devices, uh, drones, um, gates to other dimensions. Uh, you know that a hotspot that has that could possibly be a thin veil between dimensions is going to be an attractant to military or other government entities. So, I mean, that's my genetic genetic testing, man. Thank I mean, you. We, as Chimeras. far as we exactly, as far as we know, that the, they might be creating a creature that has the ability to cloak itself. They might be literally creating skinwalkers in some secret base underground. I mean, how do we know? Right. So, Jake, what do you think, man? I disagree almost entirely. Ooh, um, good. I don't believe that the U.S. government has developed a way to cloak individuals or crafts like that. Not if the government. They, Whoa. Well, if, okay. <laughs> if it was possible, I would assume that every time it's like a SEAL team or a Ranger, uh, whatever team, battalion, I don't even know what they, they call them, but every time squad... Every time they're sent in to do something, like take a high-value target, we would have zero casualties. There wouldn't be any, um, you know, there there wouldn't be any, I, I mean, can you shoot something that you can't see? That just, you know, unless you just spray randomly and wildly, but I think it'd be utilized. You know, I mean, there's, for the last two weeks, we had um, dozens of, crazy aircraft on my base i couldn't talk about it while they're here but we had f-35s we had f-117s you know taking off all day long they were doing drills they were you know shooting off rockets into the bay all kinds of stuff uh those things would be cloaked we wouldn't be able to see them you know if they're so secretive that they're telling us we can't take pictures of them we we wouldn't be able to see them those things right there is no way to me that they actually have that set of tor- sort of technology. Now, I'm not saying that they're not working on it, but they can't actually do that. Now, you know, the idea that there's a base underneath there. And on my base, we can't dig in our own backyards. I live on base. We can't dig on our own backyards. They say that anything more than six inches and we might hit unexploded ordnance because this base used to be utilized for bombing runs here in Southern California. Um, they just it build was, houses right on top of it, huh? Yeah, I mean, they're like <laughs> they declare it to be safe. It's cheap, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that would, I mean, this this base I think came around during World War II, and you know they used to utilize it for bombing runs and all kinds of stuff. And so, to me, that would make sense with the whole radiation zones that they keep experiencing. Right. I'm not saying that they were dropping nukes, you know, because that place probably wouldn't be habitable for quite some time. But that doesn't mean that there aren't other types of radioactive weaponry that could have been utilized or things like that. Right. And then so that's in itself a situation that for me, it 
there could be a base, sure, but I would see it more as like there's actually a hazard to digging there, not a you're going to find our secret because if there's such an issue where they're going to find a secret like that, I don't think that that area would be available to be sold, right? Because say they find some underground concrete bunker, who cares, right? If it's so secretive that they can't dig because they might discover something, that stuff isn't going to be available for some random Joe Schmo to come across, right? Now, a rift in time or a portal, I believe, because I'm more focused on, like, this might be a increase in demonic activity, why it's focused on this location, I don't know. But those beings, in my mind, are way more powerful than needing some rift or some portal between dimensions to travel across. If they're not if they're not bound to our physics and our way of things working because they're on a different dimensional plane, then they should be able to go in between with no issues without having to rely on some government portal or some, you know, void opening up where they can just travel in between the two. So I almost entirely disagree with everything that was said right there. Jeffrey is jumping out of his pants. Go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I just think that, Jake, I think you're thinking about this all wrong, man. I don't think that the government is doing Still. this at all. I think that it's totally contractors. It's black budget stuff. It is not on the books. It is not our government. It is, it's probably taxpayer funded, but, you know, it's totally off the radar. And and they prob- they most likely do have this technology, and they just haven't been offered the right amount of trillions for it from any government or they are just working on it but you know there's so much there and then like the the portals and the demons and that like yeah i totally think that you're right but also that doesn't mean that we are not peering into other dimensions and other data or information or entities are coming through that might be uh skinwalkers man how many trillions do you need watch our government oh. print off print off Dude. money like it's toilet paper. It's like here's some more toilet I'm just paper. Saying that just because <laughs> just because the, the stuff that we know about isn't cloaked with this type of technology doesn't mean that it's not being utilized. The the, the secrets, the real secrets that are happening, especially with like you know uh, special forces or something like that. Do we don't know what is really going on? You know what I'm saying? And I'm not just saying like your Delta Force Navy SEALs guys. But if there's something that really has to get done with zero casualties, guaranteed you they're cloaked and they're probably super soldiers and all the rest of it. And we just have no idea that this unit even exists. So I just want to point out that uh, if you're above the government, if you're someone of these secret black op uh, entities, that money probably isn't what you need. I don't even think they're using money to do what they need to do. Probably data. Uh, data services and data (laughs) is literally the value because uh i I believe you know now that i'm no longer a shill i can say some some of my true thoughts here (laughs) instead of shill jacob over here just not believing here we go jeremy's about to go to prison for this here we go let's hear it (laughs) no uh i I won't i won't go too deep into my thoughts but uh i i don't i don't think money has a value to these entities I don't think that any any value, any any quantity of money is worth anything to them. They don't use it. I mean, they they want something done, they just do it. 
I mean, how do they get the goods and whatnot? Yes, that's when the government comes in and prints off money and, and uses it because the, you know, the dogs that are out there making these things or whatever the, the materials used to produce this stuff needs money. Like, we need money to, to live. We're just, you know, eating out of the government's hands. Um, but if you're uh, one of these black op institutions... They don't use money, dude. There's no way. Data and services is what they, they need. And uh, honestly, services isn't really even a problem. And data is not really even a fucking problem. I don't even think they really have a currency. They're never going to get rid of their stuff. As for, you know, uh, why is this this property even for sale? Well, I mean, if they, it depends on what they're doing. If this is a hot spot for all of this, quote unquote, paranormal military psyop stuff, um, why not put somebody on top of there to make it look as average as possible why not sell it to the to the owners before the shermans and say hey you know just live your lives what if, what if they were part of the, the deal this is why you know if you're going to dig on this property you need to let them know um because they're literally fed by this entity that lives right below them um whether it's there or not anymore because Part you know another little spoiler from my opinion on this is that the the more recent we get the the more unlikely that I believe Skinwalker Ranch is really anything. Um, I think that during the Shermans and during like up to five ten years ago, I think we were dealing with some pretty cool stuff there at Skinwalker Ranch. I don't think it's completely gone, but the the more we dive into the History Channel show, uh, the more less believable I think it is for recent and i don't think i don't think that government entity is there anymore i think they're I want, all gone i want to hear kenzar's thoughts and then i have oh, a small i'm so sorry follow-up. kid i'm so sorry i have a small follow-up it's afterwards. okay um you guys have pretty much said everything that was going through my head except one thing that i latched on to i'm really stuck on these deadbolts okay guys why i couldn't tell you but Maybe that's why, kind of adding to the whole, the Myers in on the, whatever was going on there, maybe that's why there were deadbolts on the other side of everything, was so that government or whoever, Black Op, whoever, is is doing some experimenting on the land tonight, we're going to lock you guys in the house. <laughs> or maybe it was given to them, to the Myers, as a way to protect themselves. Or well, that, yeah. You know, like, I think that's this is what realistic. we're gonna do. This is your only like. This is one way you can help protect yourself. We'll let you know what we're doing. Stuff. Lock yourself in. I think that it was. It's possible that the first owners. Maybe it was even something as simple as like witness relocation. You're like, oh, you got. We got to put you somewhere. We got this program happening over here. We'll just plant you on top of it. Build your little ranch. Here you go. Right. And, uh, you then, shut the fuck up and we provide protection. Exactly. And then you get multiple owners and people just don't know the situation. Yeah. And like Jeremy said, maybe they're gone now. So I don't know. Hmm. I'm with it. Follow-ups, anybody, before we move on? No, I, I looked ahead. Uh, you're going to be covering this topic that would probably be more appropriate to drop it in. So, okay. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, let's uh let's move on to the next part. We'll dive into some um, Native American uh, curses. So... In the oral histories of both the Navajo and the Ute tribes, uh, this is how the skinwalker is birthed into reality. 
the two neighboring tribes famously killed, stole, and fought with each other for years before Europeans ever set foot in the region. The Navajo were forced from the area of the Uinta Basin by the Utes, but before they left, they set a curse upon the land that brought the dreaded skinwalker to torment the Utes. This curse is still believed heavily to this day by the local natives in the region, but although the phenomenon has claimed the lives of many animals on the property, there has never been a report of a human being dying due to one of these phenomena. Yes, it is true that people have been hospitalized or have gone missing, but nobody has ever died that we know of. Why is this important? Well, because the skinwalker is known as a brutal and unforgiving witch that will not hesitate to slaughter anyone it comes across. So, if nobody has ever been recorded as dying, how can it be the curse of the skinwalker that is to blame? So, Skinwalker Ranch, everybody. Let's start with Kid, since we put her on the back burner the last two times. Um, <laughs> Kid, okay. what do you think about the the name Skinwalker Ranch and the relation to the native lore of the Skinwalker? I don't... I don't... I really like this story. I think the relation might just be because it's... There could have been some... For all we know, it could be a native burial ground. And that's just what's happening is that and they put this curse, Skinwalker curse on them and they just ran with it. And that's why it's Skinwalker Ranch. Um, but I, I really like this one. This one's fun. This is the one that a lot of people really latch on to. It's the, a lot of people call them flesh pedestrians. Because um, mm-hmm. the whole you you talk about something and you manifest it and it starts to show up and Tulpa. So people, yes. yeah. So people don't want to say skinwalker cause they're afraid that it'll show up. So they call it a flesh, flesh pedestrian instead, which I think is honestly ridiculous, but it's way worse. It, <laughs> <laughs> I really like this story. Cause it, it to me is just, it, it's another Wendigo story, but kind of cooler, honestly. I don't that's, agree, but anyways, that's that's <laughs> what I when I hear the skinwalker creature, I I kind of think of a Wendigo at the same time. They're just they're similar but completely different. So the the skinwalker is a witch, right? Basically, somebody yeah. who has killed uh, somebody of their own blood, earning the right of a evil uh, practitioner of magic, and the Wendigo is basically. Uh, cannibal zombie well yeah but i, I mean in the sense of like it's a you spirit, ask somebody, spirit yeah yeah the whole not... paranormal aspect of it they're yeah. they're they're similar but they're different and that's what it kind of reminds me of and that's why i kind of like this this story this portion of it same same but if, different yeah i don't know if there's <laughs> something out there but it's kind of cool to think right on uh gentlemen free for all who, who wants up? Yeah, I think uh, the, I think there's something to that. Honestly, I think um, the fact that it's on a ley line tells me that there's something going on there, and has been something going on there for probably a million years or more, millions of years. I don't know. So to think that going back a few hundred years, uh, a civilization of people were aware of some energies in this area, so they would, you know, 
cast this curse upon somebody else in this area um, makes sense that maybe there was some power to that. Maybe there was some some power to that curse and something was happening. And then later down the road with technology and all this research and shit, then we come in and, you know, oh, this is a perfect place for us to do our experiments with this interdimensional whatever or our, or whatever it is, right? So I can see a connection between the two being a thing. Again, it's a great movie. This would be a great, I'm sure it's a movie, but just that aspect of it would be a great movie. Like the, the Native Americans and then they put the curse and then like 200, 300 years later, you have, you know, scientists in a deep underground bunker fucking around with some entities, you know, in the same spot. Right on. I'm with it. Yeah. What about the other two boys? Wes. <laughs> Uh, don't everyone speak? Don't everyone speak at once? Yeah, you flubbed that one, <laughs> Wes. <laughs> Tongue tied over here. Okay. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I was going to say, um, I think uh, I, I still believe that it's it's just some interdimensional crossroads and is bleeding over into our our world, uh, and maybe it's it's been happening within a certain window and say so that window was before native americans in the area and that's where they wit- they end up witnessing you know this you know crazy events you know in this in this area and uh you know that's where those tales came from uh you know of the skinwalker um i don't know um i believe a lot of old you know tall tales or I don't know another word for it. Uh, lores and mythologies. Lores and myth- yeah, lores and mythologies. Uh, they all there is some truth in you know where they came from. You know, it's not just pulled directly out of nothing. You know, um, there's always something inspiring something else. You know, um, and I think their their tales of the Skinwalker is just things that they have experienced, and now we're finding out that others that lived on the, on, in that area, uh, they experienced similar, similar things, you know? Um, yeah. Jacob. I think that, okay. A couple things. So if I'm going with the idea that I have of demonic activity, it literally like at the beginning of the Bible, the, the angels that became demons basically tried to uh, follow Satan into becoming like God, and they were cast down to the earth, right? So before people even started spreading out, there was demons all over the earth. Um, not in hell. There's actually hell's vacant right now. But So the Native Americans would have had to have run-ins with demonic activity, probably quite frequently because they engaged with things like witchcraft and all kinds of stuff, right? And rituals and um, not all the time, but certainly there's, there was that sort of stuff, that sort of aspect to their belief system. So, you know, why would they not have some sort of lore or legends to describe the things that they saw or the things that they experienced? And if these things are happening on this ranch, then it makes sense that they would attribute it to 
you know, their explanations for the things they were experiencing or the things that they saw or, you know, whatever. Maybe it's just happy circumstance and maybe it's, you know, there's some legitimacy to it. Um, hmm. I forgot what the other point that I was going to make was. But funny thing, I actually am following, since I'm running the show's Instagram, or at least I post on it, I have us following hashtag cryptozoology. And to Kenzar's point of the, of the not Skinwalker, the Wendigo, um, a tattoo artist posted a tattoo he did, this crazy like half sleeve of this, you know, Wendigo like you'd see in any movie where it was covered in fur, it had the deer head on it and stuff, and it was like ripping something apart, and it was all splayed out like this. And everyone's like, oh, super cool tattoo, super cool tattoo. And he's like, hashtag Wendigo and all this stuff. And I almost posted the comment, won't it suck when the person who has that tattoo finds out that's not even close to what a Wendigo looks like. <laughs> 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 I, mean, I left it alone. I left it alone, but I was, I was thinking about it. I was like, I was like, eh, well, that's a cool deer that's, monster. It has no kind of, relation to the Wendigo whatsoever. Oh, that's kind of what I was getting at though, is like people don't really, people don't really understand the, like they don't go out of their way to understand the difference. So they, a lot of people, you, you just say skinwalker and they immediately, they yeah. intertwine the two. A skinwalker is a Wendigo. A Wendigo is a skinwalker. I like, I like the stories, both of them, because they're, they're both very cool stories and the paranormal aspect of both of it, the spiritual aspect of all of it. And then it ties back into native lore. I think that alone, I think is just, awesome so that that's kind of why i like this story a little bit more that's why i kind of like compared the two to each other is mm -hmm. they're both native lore they both share some sort of evil looking creature whether that be a paranormal thing or a witch doesn't matter like doesn't yeah. matter it's, but again to add to that is people don't they just intertwine the two a skinwalker is a wendigo a wendigo is a skinwalker they're all the same to people which it's kind of sad, honestly. Well, yeah. I remembered what I was going to say, too. What if the reason for being told they can't dig is not because of a military base, but because um, it was discovered at some point that that is an Indian burial ground? Now, whether or not that area could be sold and purchased, I don't know. But I know that if something is discovered to be and Native American burial ground that it cannot be dug up. Um, so that yes. would be an interesting thing. Or for Jeff, what if it was discovered that there was giant bones on that property? Because I was watching this um, this documentary by George Knapp, and they said right away that that area is known for having um, was it liquid carbons and dinosaur bones. So if it was discovered that there was giant bones in that location, that would be another reason to have the motivation to tell them, don't go digging around. Maybe we can't contain yep. a 700-acre piece of property from being purchased or, or sold or whatever it is, um, you know, or something like that. But, I mean... To go towards the Native American side, I mean, it shows in the show that there was um, 
pictographs on the rocks. They get into it in season two. They show that, hey, this looks like the skyline and stuff. This looks like the Big Dipper. This looks like the constellation Draco. So there was pictographs on there. So it was inhabited by um, by the Native Americans at some point. So could they be buried there? Sure. You know, could there be something more to that, like giant skeletons? And that has to be tightly under wraps. I don't think that they could own and well maybe they could they right the big they own and control every single area where giant skeletons have ever been found because according to you know local sources it's like everywhere but that would be a motivation to tell the original owners of the property you can own this but you can't dig or else something bad will happen and just leave it at that maybe it was originally if you find something while you're digging around here, we're going to come kill all of you. You know, something bad will happen or something like that. I don't know. So does anybody else have anything to add? Because this is a great segue into the next part. Nope. Okay. Jeff, here's another one for you, buddy. It's because I love you. It's the beard. So trying to try to become beard brothers. All right. You ready? Jeff, yeah, let's go. Jeff, I think you're going to like this one. I don't know if you're going to like jump on board or be against it, but I think this is interesting uh, because I found this in one source and I wasn't going to include it, but uh, I kept it for you, buddy. Let's go. Freemasons. The secret society slash fraternity known as the Freemasons are a mysterious group with branches all over the world in time. One of the biggest ties between the Freemasons and the Uinta Basin is the presence of one of the post-Civil War all Native uh, African-American regiments of the Western Expansion effort established in 1866. These all-black units became known to the Plain Indians of Utah as the Buffalo Soldiers and were known to have been almost completely Freemason which was strange for the time as Freemasons were typically older, rich white men. Nevertheless, the majority of the Buffalo soldiers were devout Freemasons. I know that we haven't had a chance yet to really dive into the background of Freemasons, but as a very quick outline of their past that may have a slight connection to the happenings of Skinwalker Ranch, it has been long theorized that the Freemasons are tied up in occult practices and that happenings in the Uinta Basin holds a secret connection to the society. The best argument for this is a symbol etched into a nearby ridge that has recently been described as Skinwalker Ridge that resembles a known popular Masonic symbol. The symbol in question has the letter V with an inverted V overlaid on top with one V made from an engineering compass and the other made by a tool known as a square. Get this, the famous symbol is known as the square and compass. The location of this etching is so far up that no man could stand and conduct the etching, even with a tall ladder, but someone could do it if they were suspended off the side of the ridge. It is theorized that this double V etching was left by the Buffalo soldiers during one of their many stays in the Uinta Basin and is over a hundred years old. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know, dude. To be honest with you, I'm kind of beyond the freemason thing to a point they're everywhere everybody's a freemason i I mean i know people who are freemasons and most freemasons have no idea like what they're what the deal is you know what i'm saying so well you gotta be a real high level to know anything 
Right. So let's let's talk about those guys because you're right. There is a lot of Freemasons out there, um, and a lot of people don't even know what the the history of Freemasonry is and what's really going on within the organization. Um, but what about the higher ups? I mean, occult practices has been tied to Freemasonry. Yeah, I mean. You know, it's uh, it's my opinion that these secret societies, not just Freemasons, but there's a lot of them. What they do is they purposely put people in positions to or they recruit people who are in positions uh, that are around interesting things to them. Now, since they're into occult practices, they might very well be interested in this area that may have a long history of weird you know, entities and and rituals being done or whatever the case is. So it wouldn't surprise me if they knew about this and were doing everything they could to get their members in that area or in positions that would be involved in that area one way or the other, and probably still to this day. But I wouldn't say that this is like a Freemason-run operation as much as it's more like they just like to have their hands in everything, mm-hmm. you know? What about anybody else? Anything on the Freemasons? I just want to say that I'm not surprised they're involved. <laughs> they got their hands in everything, so. Yeah, I I don't think it has any relation. Because, I mean, like, even, like, the Masonic temples, right? Most Freemasons probably have no idea. Like, there's a lot of Freemasons in the Navy, like, in the E7 and above club, right? You see a lot of them on <clears> license plates. And I don't think that there most people really know what is going on at the top levels, but you'd have to assume that they the the people that are running like the Masonic lodges they probably know quite a bit more about what's going on and stuff. I don't think you could be running a lodge and not um, have access to certain information. But you got to figure how many Masonic lodges are there all over the place. I mean, there's three within you know a few miles of me here in SoCal, but this area in Southern California isn't anything like Skinwalker Ranch or the activity that's being gone, that's going around it. So if there's the same sort of practices being done all over the place, but there's only one Skinwalker Ranch, I don't think it has any relation whatsoever besides that these people existed in the same location as Skinwalker Ranch. Now, the reason uh, other than Jeff that I did include this and why I find that there's importance here is because of the time frame. So these this militarized unit was created to push natives out of the area. Um, and you go back to the curse that was put on uh, by uh, one native group to another native group uh, by way of the, the Skinwalker curse. Um now, if you see this picture of, of the petroglyph, that's why I thought this was a good tie-in. Um, it does look like the Masion, Masonic um, compass and square, or square and compass. Can it, I mean, is it? There's not 100%. Um, and again, I wasn't going to include this if it wasn't for old Jeffrey here, just because I found it in one source and I... I don't like including things that I can only find in one source because usually it's a little sketchy. Um, but I find it interesting because of the time period and what the what the task was by the group. Yeah, I think like Jake said, they're probably they just probably happened to be there. You know, and this is more of a happenstance than not. But it also might be that somebody higher up 
put them there and that they were just there by happenstance. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that there's any real significance to that other than they just like to be involved in literally everything. Mm. I gotcha. Wes, you got anything there, man? Uh, I, I don't think the Freemasons are anything. What anything, there's anything left of what they originally was. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I see all kinds of people that are Freemasons and I'm pretty sure to have no idea what it's really about. Uh, so I don't, I don't really lend any credence to them really having any involvement. Gotcha. All right. Good to move on. Mm-hmm. Good. All right, let's get back to the weird shit. <laughs> Parallel world gateway. Here you go, Wes. We'll come to you first on this one. All right. Could the location be an area that nears a parallel world on a dimensional level that we cannot perceive. Remember, there have been a few documented reports of windows or portals opening up before someone or something comes out of it. In the book, Hunt for the Skinwalker, Kelleher, and Knapp quote the physicist Michio Kaku's famous analogy of the anthill next to the superhighway. To paraphrase Mr. Kaku, he explains that not a single ant an ant colony can perceive the idea or even notice the multi-lane superhighway being created and used right next to them, that not one of them could understand the usefulness and purpose of it, and that most likely none of them even notice it in their everyday lives. Could we be an ant colony with higher dimensional beings conducting their everyday business right next to us? Could Skinwalker Ranch be right next to another dimension's superhighway? We think, Wes? Uh, I think that could be a, a pretty good explanation. I mean, yeah, it's just we're seeing things that we just have yet to understand, you know. So, of course, it's going to be like, I don't know, uh, chimp seeing fire for the first time or something. I don't know. Ooh, uh, fire. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just like, you know, what in tarnation? What the hell is that? <laughs> you know, uh, I, I don't know. Um I, I think definitely dimensions are crossing over or something like that because, you know, all the different things we're seeing, it just, I don't know, there's too, there's too many different things, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Um, said it already a thousand times, I guess. Uh, <laughs> me and Wes have both pretty much said it. Jake, I mean, we've all said it, really, that this is a possibility. But it, the, the thing, when I think about this, the thing that sticks in my mind is like, this image one of the marvel movies forget which one it was but it was like the big war right and all the portals opened up and all the characters were coming out end game right yeah so i imagine like this this rift opening in one of the stories from the last episodes where this cloaked predator was parting these you know these uh cattle right as it was walking through and I'm like, okay, this thing's probing us, right? It's it's testing. And maybe it's been doing this for a thousand years, right, or whatever. And then one day, the freaking endgame portals are going to open, and it's just going to be an army of these cloaked werewolves just coming through. And maybe this happens like every so, thirty thousand years, man. Like that's all I can think is like, are you, are you explaining the plot of? Uh, oh my god, I just forgot the name of the movie. One with the giant robots fighting the uh, uh, monsters. Pacific Rim. Uh, Pacific Rim. It's like you're expl- <laughs> you're explaining the. Uh, plot I don't know that I ever Pacific saw Rim. that, but it's kind uh, of like a good movie. Fog. It's a good movie. It, it is. A good, it is a good movie. You guys remember the? the I first think it was one. the fog. The mist. 
the mist that's what it was yeah when the mist would come over and then like these beings were basically coming from another dimension and like eating everybody project arrowhead was the name of the project (laughs) see i've seen all kinds of strange paranormal supernatural movies but never seen star wars Okay, we can't be friends. I quit everybody. It's been nice. Yeah, shame on you. Holy. Never seen Star Wars. Never what? seen Lords of the Ring. What? Yeah, never seen Lord of the Ring. My cat's oh my name God. is Gandalf. Never I seen Potter. I have a Falcon tattoo right here. Oh I am offended, Jeremy. Yeah. All right. No, listen, put that. in the comments if you want us to make <laughs> oh Jeremy sit down. Terrible we will do person. it one day in the Discord server or something. I will make him watch. Every single Star Wars movie. Starting with Tusk. We'll watch Tusk first. <laughs> <laughs> watch all the extended editions of The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just recently rewatched all of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Me too. So, so good. So, so good. good. Yeah. Movie uh, month at Jeremy's house. I'll, I'll read right. a book while we're watching the movie. Mm, <laughs> no. We're gonna have you in a chair, like I guess we're gonna have to tie you down to the chair and glue your eyelids open. open. Fans, Jeremy, you can't say no to the fans, dude. That's just disrespectful. The the miss, the miss is like one of my low key favorite movies, though. I love that. Okay, so getting back to the point, yeah, that's kind of like what I imagine (laughs) with what's going on here, and and not necessarily like that's what I think, but you know, like I can see that that being a thing, and I don't know why I'm talking about it, but it's fun. Side note: I mean, when's the last time someone saw the mist here? I've I, I seen it recently, and like a few years. the CGI yeah, is just years. fucking horrible. <laughs> it's well, it was, horrible. it was like a budget movie. You know, it didn't have a big budget or anything. Well, I mean, it's still it, it, based off a Stephen King novel. It, you know, it was, it, should... it was like a one step above a, a sci-fi channel movie. Oh yeah, know? yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> but man, what a what a shit show of cgi it's just absolutely horrible like when they're in the loading dock and that tentacles coming through and they're hitting it with the axe as it's got the it's a good movie oh it's a great movie i love i get the point across as long as you get the point across i'm okay with your shitty cgi like if if it's at least acceptable and like i get what you're doing okay we're um, i'm in i'm here i love it i I know sometimes anyways go (laughs) i'm sorry so yes Except it's not, you know, one highway intersecting with another highway like that. Like there's the two roads and then they're they're touching each other at some at this point and this point is Skinwalker Ranch. It's more just like tip. this. Just intertwined fingers. Because the angels, the demons, they're around us all the time. They they uh, are the reason for most of the stuff that's going on in the world right now. I'll get into more of it deeper when you force me to do like a revelation type you know or matthew 24 type topic um but keep in mind we're probably gonna get canceled when i do um but uh it just you know because i'm gonna go you know hard into it and you know should, all the things we should do it over at shadow band that, that this earth is is pushing away from right but this, it's more like this right it's it's everywhere it's not you know the ants and then the highways going past them they don't notice it it's that the ants are on the highway, in the highway, the highway is everywhere around the ants. So basically our worlds are completely intersected in every which way. It's just that um, we can't see it because it's invisible because it's not in our, you could say, dimensional plane. Or you could just say that spiritual beings without a physical body can't be perceived and seen. Maybe they can be seen through technology sources. Maybe that's what we see in the show and stuff. I don't know. But um even then, I think that's kind of a stretch, right? Something's not 
bound by our physics. Um, it would be able to escape our instruments that are bound by our physics, right? So I don't necessarily know if that's even a thing, but yeah, I, I, I don't think that in that regard, Skinwalker Ranch would have any sort of like special qualities to it um, because it would be literally everywhere. Um, although back to my original point, I do believe that there's increased activity there. The question that I have is why, and I researched it, you know, why would that be? And I came up with nothing. Right. So it's just like, I, I, I don't know, maybe it's just more focused on that area because there's a lot less stuff going on anyway. Um, you know, like, like Jeremy, we talked about with, uh, the town that you just moved to that I'm thinking about moving to after the Navy and their biggest like thing in the last month or so was that there was a, um, <laughs> a victor from the, uh, the national mullet championship that yep. got first place there. And that's huge news there. So if you could imagine any sort of alien activity or demonic activity or even strange natural phenomenon, whatever happening in that area, it would be so focused on because there's really, you know, if you look at all the other stuff, there's not much else going on. And that's what draws me to the location because I want some dang peace and quiet, but maybe this is similar to that other, other than if you took all the skinwalker stuff and you just kind of put it on a shelf and you looked at the town or the location or the county, um, the Uinta Basin County or Uinta County, I think it is, there would really be nothing going on. But because this is going on here, it's such huge news versus other areas where that stuff also occurs. But it's mixed in there with constant carjackings or constant murders or something like that, right? So yes, it appears in the news but it's brushed over with other things that are constantly going on so maybe it's just that lull of activity is a focal point for that you know that more the focus of it is then you know all the stuff that happens everywhere else as well Uh, okay to talk about the the really important thing that you said uh yes here in uh bumfuck nowhere middle of wisconsin (laughs) menominee wisconsin uh a kid, I'm not going to say his last name because I don't know the, the rules and everything, but the kid named Emmett won. Uh, the Emmett mul- won? The- I saw all the pictures. He, yeah. he was cool. USA <laughs> Mullet Championship was I won by mullets. a kid They're named Emmett awesome. right here in my new hometown of Menominee, Wisconsin. Fucking kid is a an absolute stud. Mullet is an absolute that is awesome. He's got He's got a mullet slash mohawk, and it's like Holy that is shit, dude! Awesome. Like, what are you like? Who's gonna beat that? Nobody. That's why fucking Emmett won because he's right, a badass. Guard your moms. <laughs> I saw those pictures. They were badass. Yeah. Yeah. Eight year old Emmett's coming through. He's. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. We'll give him. We'll give him ten years. But then <laughs> that mullet's gonna be just tearing um, it up. But I wanted to say, kind of like to add on to what Jake was saying, the highway, like being more intertwined like fingers it's as you were explaining that i i thought almost like a nesting doll situation every time you get deeper and deeper into it you're finding a new highway which is covered in a different dimension and it you just keep opening up different layers uh, or opening up the next doll and you find a new dimension and that's just how i was relating to it in my head was i you're playing with a nesting doll 
All mm. right. You guys ready to move on? Yep. All right. Extraterrestrials and intraterrestrials. The basics behind this explanation is that it is almost identical to the military psyop theory, except it is an alien race conducting such experiments. What about another idea involving ETs? The idea that they also know there is something very interesting about Skinwalker Ranch, and they are there to investigate as well. Yet another idea involving alien beings is that they are there in search of a very rare material known as gilsonite. Gilsonite is a lightweight, solid black material that is the solidification of petroleum and is found naturally in very select locations in the world, the Uinta Basin being one of these places. And what about intraterrestrials, beings that are either ancient or subterranean that live within the old caves, caverns, and tunnels throughout the basin? Could the instruments that were deployed by the NIDS team and many teams since be picking up on technology from far underground? And could this technology look like orbs, UFOs, dogmen, cloaked beings, and orange tunnels connecting parallel worlds? No. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes on the intraterrestrials and possibly even crypto terrestrials. Ooh. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> Quick yeah, answer I mean, by Jeff. You just explained begin... what an intraterrestrial was. Do I need to explain again what a crypto terrestrial is? No, you you touched on that the other day, but good. Right. I mean, it must be close to his bedtime because that was quick. Um, You are correct, but it was just a quick thought. I just got an update on my phone that says watch Star Wars on something. <laughs> I just flicked through it. They're listening. They're listening to us. It's it. actually much deeper than that. Do we have time to get it? No, we can't get into that right now. Save it's for an episode. It's we'll save a, we'll put a whole episode on it. We'll, okay. we'll, we still have to do the birds aren't real. It's terrifying, but okay. I'm going to say no to extraterrestrials, but yes to Project Bluebeam. What a, <laughs> what a great focus, a great spot to focus this idea and this brainwashing of the masses of the UFOs and all this crap. Holograms, man. Just test them. Just keep putting it out there. I mean, shoot, like, shoot. What if, what if this is a black budget project area, right? Why would they then invite the History Channel to come and film and record all over it and not tell them what the vehicles are, but let them assume that they're UAPs or UFOs or aliens or something like that, if not to accentuate this idea? that the extraterrestrials are here and they're visiting us, whether that's to cover up military vehicles or to push this idea of like a project blue beam type scenario where they know something's coming and they want to have a plan B to say, Hey, this is why this happened. It's because of the aliens. For more information on project blue beam, check I'm out project blue beam episode. I'm so with that. I love that uh, that theory. I'm with that. Jeff's gonna backpedal into it, right into it, right, 100%. right into my. I got you right here, man. Yeah, Wes, kid. What do you guys think? <laughs> I got nothing on this one, honestly. Um, I can lean more towards the um, intraterrestrials, uh, just because that that seems to make a little more sense. There, if especially if it's like you can't dig in the ground, well. Why? Somebody's got to know what's going on there, but I really don't know what to think about this one. I don't buy into the extraterrestrial stories for this. 
right. Wesley King. I had a thought and it just went is is gone and <laughs> life, yeah, i cannot I, i'm like oh my it was something to do with what jake was talking about in the last part of his thing but i can't even remember what the fuck that was now it just went poof. Well, i was thinking about it too hard was it like the the intersection of the dimensions like like a the fingers intersecting i'll keep saying stuff until it it jogs yeah. your, your memory like like what i did with kenzar was it, it around was there a, it, was a, it was after that it was after that because the project Arrowhead of them the miss was it the mullet the mullet? <laughs> I, I missed the mullet. Gosh, uh, next time that happens, just interrupt Jeremy and just throw it out there. Just be like, Whoa, hold on. I got it for real. Uh, uh, God, oh my God. I mean, right. with, with your whole if, with your whole interdimension thing, that was like what I was trying to describe. I don't think it's just you know one over here, one over here, and they're crossing paths, you know, uh, crossing streams, um, mm. if you will. <laughs> Was it in relation uh, to like the the sleepiness of the town versus the activity, and then other places where there's oh, more activity? Now, now I remember. Uh, so you you were talking about. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Mm. Uh, you were talking about how the government is going to have like a plan to throw people off the trail, right? And oh yeah, yeah. Have them, you know, uh, not think that stuff's going on there. For me, I, I think it's kind of like a, a um, I don't know, conspiracy inception. Uh, where you know these types of things they are testing it there but to throw people way off the trail they're going to put stuff out there that's somewhat convincing to make people think that okay there is something going there but it's not military you know because it's just i don't know it's so random all the different events that are happening so Mm -hmm. i don't know uh it maybe that's just their you know uh i don't know they got they have they're like 10 moves ahead of us you know you mean like maybe there are say people walking around in cloaking devices chimeras all kinds of stuff focused in this point but instead of saying well obviously this is what we're working on they're just allowing people to discover it and then people's just imaginations are running rampant everywhere every direction except for black budget or government activity yeah yeah cool, it's, yeah. it's done it's except for that's a, exactly yeah. where i'm going <laughs> <laughs> what, up, a segue. what a segue uh you know that like i think that's totally plausible i think i'm sure that they're the government is doing that and for a lot of different things on purpose because, you know, oh, uh, I don't know. I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but uh, it's, I don't know. It it basically takes care of itself, you know, that there's very little the government has to do except get it initially going. And then it just kind of feeds on itself and it's self-sufficient after that, you know. Was there, this is more of a Jeff question, or maybe Jeremy too. Was there any, the Philadelphia experiment, Though, you know, I guess theories surrounding that, was there anything that came about that that pointed away from the government? Or is that mostly like no, you know, everyone the, looked at it them and they're like, that was the government? The Philadelphia experiment is a well-documented uh, government experiment. Um, are you talking about the Montauk project? Or the Maybe. Philadelphia I mean, experiment? like, like, has there really has there been any like getting away from like the UFO UAP thing? Has there been any like government experiments that have happened? where it really led people into these other just random locations versus immediately pointing at the government and saying this was a 
this was or a black budget project or something like that like where it was successful in like yeah all the time, people dude. away it's what false flags are well i mean because you know i mean yeah i agree with with wes you know what's a specific example and personally i i have none but you guys would be uh, i mean it, for that. any false flag that's exactly what it is i mean the the uh details will change but i mean like the gulf of tonkin for instance you know that was we totally mm-hmm. thought that this was uh yep some shit that went down and we went over there to handle business come to find out it was totally not some shit that went down so the government totally had us looking over here at the left hand while the right hand was pulling a magic trick and that's just I have one no idea what that is that's the, the reason gulf. we went to vietnam yeah oh yep no idea <laughs> sorry well, <laughs> Pick up a history book, bud. Mm, I can't read. <laughs> it, they didn't teach me how to read in AD school. Anyway. That's true. They don't. Yeah. This literally affects the branch of military that you're in. No. Like this was this was a, a navy incident. I'm I am a uh, aviation navy. I'm not some boat donkey. All right. Started so, one of the biggest nope, events. No. Started sir. one of the biggest events in the last century. All right. Come no, on. No. No. It's okay, like whatever. I hear what you're saying, but it's just wrong. So right. you know. Well. Yeah. The point is yes. That any false flag is is look over here while I do something over. Here. okay he be no boat chuck shoe okay that's right but i don't know how to read so if there's boat donkeys that know how to read well you got me <laughs> <laughs> they said this is what a torque value is i can't now go get him tiger <laughs> I, I can't help you bud i've tried you're beyond help <laughs> yeah yeah you got me all right you guys ready to move on yep all right uh we're just a little over halfway done jeff you ready don't Shoot. tell me that shit. You're so full of shit. <laughs> All right. Here, I'll I'll pop off uh let's see. The next one's pretty long, but I can do Okay, here we go. I'll just uh I'll pop off the next two together. Okay. Cool. So natural phenomena. What if the property is on a plethora of magnetic metals causing people to see things that may not actually be there? With the large amounts of rare minerals and raw metals in the Uinta Basin, one of the most common theories about the ranch is that everything that happens is either due to or for the natural build of the landscape. Magnets have been known to cause many harmful, strange, and beneficial effects on humans. Could it be that the irregular magnetic readings commonly recorded on the ranch could actually be what is causing us to, one, see something that is not really there, two, causing something to be there that is not naturally attracted to other parts of the world. Or what if Skinwalker Ranch is the one place on earth that we can get proof of Michael Persinger and John S. Durr's tectonic strain theory, which predicts that luminous phenomena and associated physical effects can be produced by by manifestations of tectonic strain that often proceed by weeks to months of seismic events with a region. In layman's terms, the theory claims that UFOs and orbs can be created by the movement of tectonic plates and the actual visual effects we see as these UFOs or orbs are actually just residual energy given off from the force of gigantic rock formations rubbing or colliding together. Moving on directly into the next one, mirages and hallucinations. What if we looked at the other side of things here? Instead of looking at the property as a cause for hallucinations, what if the effects were caused internally to our own minds instead? In the hunt, in the book, 
hunt for the skinwalker, Kelleher and Knapp mentioned that one possibility is often brought up is that the Sherman suffered from a foliadu-like case of paraphorania. Time for some definitions. According to the National Library of Medicine, the phenomenon known as foliadu is defined as an identical or similar mental disorder affecting two or more individuals, usually the members of a close family. And according to netmeds.com, paraphorenia is a type of mental disorder characterized by paranoid delusions. The affected individual experiences imaginary fears or anxieties that are often exaggerated, but do not undergo significant loss of intellectual capabilities, such as memory and daily routine habits. Could the Shermans have been sharing a case of paranoid delusions through fear and anxiety over the then recent shift in their lives? Mm. No. Yeah, no to both? Sure. <clears throat> um, Basically, the first one is about magnets, and the second one is mental yeah. disorders. Yeah, I mean, I can see the magnet thing being uh, possible, perhaps, but paranoid delusions shared by multiple people, uh, and not just them, right? I mean, still to this day, apparently. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not buying that. Yeah. However, like what I said in that one episode, maybe everybody's huffing in some, pollen off some psychedelic plant that's growing that nobody's. That even is something that they looked into. The NIDS team did actively look for hallucinogenic plants in the area to see if that could be affecting. Everyone's out there what smoking people... peyote in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, the entire town, men, women, children, smoking peyote and being like, "Whoa." Yeah, I thought that was actually kind of I thought that was actually kind of ridiculous idea, but I guess it's actually quite scientific of an idea. So it was looked into by the NIDS team and they found nothing. That was gonna be my question. Were they they smoking something and just so happened to share a trip or like what was going on here? So thank you for answering my question without having to ask it. <laughs> Anything else? Anybody? I think that that's I think that that's a stretch. Um, help me out here. The um, nope. the gentleman that first conducted all the research for the ranch, um, he passed away recently. Junior, was, something or yeah, Junior, Junior something or other. Yeah, Junior Hicks. Junior Hicks. So he, when he first started his research, according to the documentary, he had like a thousand UFO sightings that he was going through. And right away, he was able to uh, get rid of most of them until he was left with about 400 UFO sightings that couldn't right away be documented as just fake nonsense, right? And then he went into actually interviewing people that would seen UFOs and things like that. I think that with the amount of things that have been seen on that ranch by so many different individuals and not just people who've lived on the ranch or lived around the ranch, but people in the town that's near it, that it's been decades and decades and decades of stuff. Um, I think that you could say that a lot of it is probably, you know, just to get your, your 15 minutes of fame. A lot of it could be you know, as a practical joke or just deception or whatever it is, or just straight out, flat out lies, right? Um, but certainly some of it, a certain percentage of it has to be some people actually saw something. And 
I don't think that if that that percentage is spaced out across an entire county or a state of people that know about this location that you could really chalk it up into everyone's having some similar trip, which I think scientifically there's never been two people that have shared a trip that has been exactly similar. So because of the way that your brain works as an individual, your own experiences, your own emotions, blah, blah, all this sort of stuff, even people on like shared DMT trips, like they may see the same figure, but they don't have the exact same trip. Now, DMT, there has been trials where people have had the same trip. The exact that, same one? That that's the, that's the only thing that I can come up with uh, as an argument to what you said there. I know you have more. Sorry for yeah. jumping in. Um, but there have been trials with DMT where people have had the exact same trip. I'm looking at... No, no, I'm I can see them. They all are having the exact same trip spaced across decades and decades of time no i'm still still sticking with it i don't so i think that there is some legitimacy now again is that legitimacy without you know beating this horse even more dead is that legitimacy because they're seeing ufos i doubt it um or at least in their perception it would be a ufo right but is it aliens i doubt it um you know are they seeing the predator monster very highly doubt it right um, more likely it's something, whatever that, that saying is, or that, um, that theory that it's more likely the, the easiest thing to explain. Occam's razor. Occam's razor. There you go. So I, I think that there's definitely more truth to it than just to just chalk it up to it's a shared experience or there's everyone's tripping out or it's some sort of like hallucinogenic delusions that somehow an entire town or county is suffering from because that's a lot that's a huge mental health crisis if there's there's like a poisoned water supply if everyone's you know freaking out and their brains melting and stuff that's like lead in the water you know they need to figure out what's going on that's like that river in michigan that's on fire right now sort of you know levels of pollution that people are drinking right so flint michigan so that's not uh that's wouldn't be something to be you know laughed at or on a podcast for, and I think mm. that, that would have been found out, right? Sure, maybe, possibly. Who knows? Are you ready to move on? Yeah. Okay. Deception and hoax. What if the Shermans were making this up from the get-go? Some disbelievers have come to the conclusion that the Shermans may have realized that they bought dead land to conduct a business that required land that would provide grazing for the animals that they were raising. Although it does rain in the Uinta Basin, the annual average is only about 8 inches per year, where the national average is roughly 38. Snow, on the other hand, is different. 22 inches on average will fall every year in the area, just 6 inches shy of the national average. But is this enough to support the business of raising high-quality Black Angus? Honestly, I don't know. I do know that some people have made it work in the area, but are they doing so with the generations of experience on these lands passed down through their lineage? Uh, did the Shermans fall victim to the shock of running a ranch in the Uinta Basin? Did they attempt to get their money back through business or home insurance by blaming a strange set of experiences on the land or the, itself? Or were they attempting to wipe away a bad investment by turning the ranch into a researcher's amusement park? one that would be sought out by a billionaire investor or government entity eager to investigate otherworldly technology. 
No, not with the price that they sold it at. They didn't make any money off of it. Plausible. And I'm sure they're not profiting anything now at all. So The Shermans, no. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think that he... He very well could have been making stuff up. For I'm not doubting that whatsoever, but I don't think it was out of means of profit or to save his ranch or his business or whatever that may essentially it was a means of profit um no for what he sold the ranch at and the fact that he hasn't written a book they they didn't go out of their way to try and make money off of this entire thing it to me gives more plausibility that it's real so i don't believe that this is the case but I can see it being a possibility. Um, you know, I, I don't get necessarily hung up on how much they sold it for because plans fail sometimes, right? So could they have said, you know what? We fucked up. This place sucks. Uh, let's try to get our money back by insurance, kill off a couple cows, say we want to get out of here, we don't feel safe, and let other entities move with us, uh, possibly, right? They could have said that, and it could have failed. You know, the insurance could have been like, yeah, jackass, no. Um, and it came back and bit them in the ass. Uh, I think that if this is the case, that's what happened, obviously, because they didn't sell it for, for very much. Um, but this is this is not what I believe happened. But I think it does. It could hold some plausibility. I, I think that there's definitely some stuff going on. Um Again, 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 piggybacking off myself. A lot of it could be, you know, embellished. <laughs> to piggyback and, off what Jake said. <laughs> yeah. A lot of it could be embellished and fluffed and Come on, Wes, all, that, it was funny. all that sort of stuff. But I don't think that all of it's made up. I think that there is a either a focal point of activity or it's just the really the only thing that's going on. Um, because, I mean, we've talked about other places in the uh, in the show where some crazy stuff happened. Um and if you look up the news in that area, there's other things that go on constantly. It's not the front page news every single day versus this thing, which if there's nothing going on otherwise besides a bunch of cattle ranches, then this would be top news every time something happened, right? So, yeah, I don't know. I think I think that there is some strangeness, and I'll get into it more in my final thoughts. Wes, what do you think, man? We haven't heard from you. Um. I mean, I, I've been saying it all along. I think it's something, something's actually happening. Something uh, not of this world or universe or d- dimension, whatever you want to call it. Um, and we have no involvement whatsoever, other than trying to maybe monitor it. Um, I, I don't think we're nearly smart enough to uh, take on something like that and have control of it. All right. Um, to Wes's point, what do you guys think about the idea that the reason why, because the Nids team, they didn't they own the ranch at some point? Yes, they okay. They're the ones. Well, the uh, Robert Bigelow bought it, but he is the owner of Nid, the the Nids right. investigation team. Um, so, so technically, yes, technically, maybe the Bigelow. reasoning for this 
if there was black budget or government type experimentation going on in this area is because of the increased in activity from interdimensionals if we're if we call them that or demonic activity or something like that because i can't i can't look at the government right now and say that they aren't really really into this whole demonic activity type stuff and you know the media and all sorts of stuff so if it was already happening and it was happening at a higher frequency than other places this might be a really cool place for a government agency or a black budget agency to try to set up shop and do their experiments you know what sort of um you know discoveries could be made in an area that has let's just call it a a interdimensional rift or something like that that's known that's known about you know laser focused from a uh, an agency to go over to that location to try to do some experiments that maybe can't be done anywhere else because the physics there might be different or something right or I, I don't know. I'm just kind of spitballing craziness because, you know, I feel like I have to up it, you know, but <laughs> I, I I feel like we're all just holding on to our final thoughts because we don't want to let anything go, um, which I'm is just developing as I go. <laughs> I, um, I have one. Just, I'm one more. <laughs> I got one more. Um, and then I have my final thoughts and then we'll uh, break into everybody's. All right. All right. So. Precognitive intelligence. Throughout the time that the NIDS team was actively investigating the ranch, they came to the conclusion that they were dealing with what they called a precognitive intelligence. What this basically means is that they believe that the intelligence behind the happenings in the ranch was actually able to predict what the team was going to do before they even knew what they were going to do. Author Conrad Bauer makes an interesting argument in favor of the NIDS team decision in his book, The Skinwalker Ranch. He describes that quantum physicists have made many fascinating discoveries, and one of those is that the world on the quantum level reacts to our observations. Before you fight this concept, understand that this has been proven many times all around the world. Light waves have been witnessed becoming particles spontaneously due to our observation. If the quantum world can adjust and react to our to observation, what does it say that parts of the visible world can't do that the same? This all leads us to a man by the name of Colonel John Alexander. During the Vietnam War, Colonel Alexander was the subject of a secret military unit attempting to conduct spy games by the use of metaphysical means. Side note, Colonel John Alexander was the inspiration for the characters in the movie Men Who Stare at Goats. And you can listen to a really fun and awesome breakdown of the movie and the secret government projects it all covers by heading on over to our good friends podcast called Talking with Shadows, episode 59, April 29th, 2021, titled Podcasters Who Stare at Goats with Infinite Rabbit Hole. And check out CJ, Andrew, and I break all of these down. Besides that, Colonel Alexander would go on to continue his career with Vietnam as an intelligence officer working on classified studies of UFO phenomena. It was Colonel Alexander that first described that he believed that the entity behind the happenings at Skinwalker Ranch was what is known and referred to as a trickster. Author Conrad Bauer again makes connections to these claims by presenting the history of trickster entities through folklore and history. Loki, 
leprechauns, elves, and by a thin margin, the Navajo legend of the Skinwalker, all deal with supernatural or otherworldly beings that seem to exist to trick and scare those in their crosshairs. Tricksters have been talked about all around the world from all walks of life. Although they go by many names, once you hear their descriptions and mannerisms, it is clear that this trickster entity is what they are all talking about. And side note, here it is. The character Mr. Mixietz Pitlick from the DC Universe Superman comics is based directly off the idea of the interdimensional trickster. And I actually uh, did a really good job at, at pronouncing that, so I'm very happy with myself. So what do you guys think? The cosmic trickster. Yeah, <clears throat> um, definitely with that this idea as well, because I totally believe that there are these entities, uh, you know, back to something that Wes said earlier that, you know, these I, these ancient ideas of whatever it is like this had to come from something, <clears throat> whether you're talking about a mythology or a religion or whatever it is, something happened and these people created these these mythologies to pass down to, you know, record these events that were happening. And I believe that most of these events were the interactions with these different entities. I don't know if there's 10 entities or a billion entities. I have no idea, but the archetype uh, archetypes of these entities carry across cultures, across time, right? The tricksters, you know, the shapeshifters, you know, uh, like genies, you know, different entities mm -hmm. that you can find everywhere. So could this be one of these trickster entities just fucking with people? totally could be uh i'm i'm in line with jeff on this one uh or maybe to go even further what people saw they just created that's what where the trickster came from you know i don't know uh but it can't all these tales and and myths and mythologies uh they all came from somewhere uh so yeah i like this story i like this one a lot um and my travels in the internet and whatnot, every once in a while, I'll come across a story that's like, oh, I think I heard a skinwalker outside my door. They were mocking this person that I see all the time, but there's no way this person could have been outside, blah, 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 blah. Or I heard a crying baby, blah, 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 stuff like that. Now it just makes sense. They're, they're hearing tricksters. It's not, it's not the skinwalker that they're thinking it is. It's just a trickster. Of some sorts. All right, Jake. Okay, so hear me not, out. Not your final <laughs> thoughts. Just no. on the on the cosmic trickster. I, I or the don't believe in that. I do believe in precognitive intelligence. I think that that would be more of a way to explain, like, the, the idea of if God knows everything, how do we actually have free will? And to that, I would say, you know, Jeremy, you like football. Say a game happened. A game happened and you had to go to work for it. So you <gasps> recorded it on your DVR or whatever, right? And then while you're at work, the game is finished and someone tells you what the score is. Who threw what pass? Who made a touchdown or whatever? Does that mean that when you go back to watch that that show that or that um, was a game that you recorded because you still want to watch the game, right? It's still something that you're interested in. So you go back and watch the game, but you already know what everyone's going to do. Does that mean that those players, when they were playing that game, had no free will? And so that's kind of when people say, well, if God knows everything. If he has this precognitive intelligence, he knows what we're going to do before we do it, then how could we possibly have free will? But if he's outside of time and space, and he just knows because he's seen the end, 
that doesn't take away from our free will. He just knows what we were going to do, right? In that analogy that I gave. Now, whether angels and demons also have that precognitive uh, intelligence, I would say no, because they're created beings and there's no record anywhere of the book that talks about them that says that they do. Um, that the only one that is that way would be um, the trihead God, you know, God, Father, or Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? The uh, the three attributes of God, but that they, or he has that, everyone else does not, right? Outside of time and space, because he's not a created being, all the angels and demons will would be, and so would we be. Um, where the mythologies could have come from, I don't know. Um, I'm sure like, you know, these two said they came from somewhere. Right. But, um, you know, I, I don't think that, I think that what Jeff says quite often is that we aren't, um, we aren't creative enough to just wing it and just make up most things that it comes from somewhere within us, this understanding or this knowledge that we have, whether it's passed down or probably Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Um, maybe more focused on like our cultural um, upbringings and things like that, and um, past belief systems. But I think that it probably came from somewhere. Um, now, whether there's demonic activity where they're screwing with people, sure, why not? You know, if because I, I do believe that that's what's going on here. But as far as like things changing because like i'm trying to like get my head around the circumstance here for this of just like what circumstance and this is a question for you jeremy what circumstance would they would there be where there would be a perception of precognitive intelligence for this particular area like what happened where they would point to that and say Oh, this is because they already knew what we were going to do. Was it because, you know, they were film they were about to start filming and then the aliens showed up and then the second that they started filming they didn't or they went away like like I don't know. What the what's the example? The best example would be the bulls. They were on their way to the bulls or they left the bulls with intentions of returning to the corral where the bulls were at and as they returned the bulls were all locked up in the trailer. There's one right there. Two would be the calf Calf is another one. Um, three would be, I mean, shit. But I would say that that's less of precognitive intelligence and more of observing, right? If I'm observing that you are a cattle rancher, I can probably make a good guess that if you, whatever, whenever you return, maybe it's a, you know, an hourly basis, or maybe it's mm-hmm. like, Hey, this is when the chores are. This is when I need to feed the cattle. This is when I need to move them from one pasture to another, whatever it may be. I can pretty reasonably guess that in the same way, Jeremy, you come home from work and you put your car keys somewhere. Eventually you're going to come back to get your car keys. Right? So yeah. if I did something with your car keys, like threw them in the oven, you're going to come back and be like, Oh my gosh, where are my car keys at? Mm-hmm. It's not precognitive intelligence. It's just knowing your pattern and what you're going to be doing throughout the day. So if they left the bowls and then eventually they're going to come back to the bowls. And regardless of whether they find the bowls locked in the shed stacked on top of each other and they're alive or dead and rotting is besides the point. The fact is that they have four 
black Angus steer that are stacked one on top of another stuffed inside of a shed. That's a weird circumstance in itself, regardless of the level of living or dead that those steer were then at. Right. Right. So I don't think that it has anything to do with this notion of like, they knew that we were going to do this, like, because they had some supernatural ability, they knew we were going to do this because after a week of observing your patterns, they could say, this is exactly what they're going to do. Or they put this one out here to isolate it for some reason, they're going to come back to it eventually. Now, what if that's 45 minutes or a day from now? Yeah. Right. So I, I think you make a good point. You know, if you're a cattle rancher, there's a good chance, you know, uh, you get into a rhythm. Uh, joke's on you. I put my keys in the oven all the time. Oh, uh, well, then I'll put them in the microwave. Really trip you out. Well, that, that pre-cognitive intelligence, yeah. Because metal and microwaves just don't work. But ovens are no. fine. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, you, you make a good point. You do. Um, I believe, well, let's just get into my final thoughts real quick. Okay. Mm, I see um, how it is. And then, and then we'll just have a, an open conversation after everyone's final thoughts. Cause I know Jeffrey's getting tired. All right. I can't even go to bed anyways. Cause I've still have to export and upload this video. So I'll be up till like two o'clock in the morning. Nice. Aww. Yeah. Go ahead. Do you, do you want, you want someone to talk to you? Nope. Good. Call your All mom. Right. there's a rumor that uh jeffrey is famous with moms Mm. anyways um my final thoughts that rumor (laughs) i find the idea of skinwalker ranch to be truly incredible and fascinating to think that there is a place in the world where the paranormal and supernatural come to play together in a smorgasbord of terror and trickery blows my mind in more ways than one This led, of course, to me not fully understanding what my true thoughts and feelings on the subject actually were. So I broke the concept down into a few questions for myself to really create an opinion on this difficult topic. One, do I think that there is something going on at Skinwalker Ranch? My answer is yes. I can't believe that out of the decades of reported activity from the ranch and the surrounding area that there isn't some form of high strangeness taking place. uh, Two, do I think it's all legit? As I asked myself these questions, I found it harder and harder to answer. But for this particular one, I would have to say that not 100% of what has been reported is factual. Although I do believe in a portion of what happened, nailing down exactly which ones were real and false was honestly probably the most difficult task. Remember, it is in our nature to want to have experiences. And with that, the more people that show up at the ranch expecting to have an experience they cannot explain increases. But expectation is often not reality. More times than not, someone would walk away from the hunt with a fabricated story in order to fill the void from their disappointment. Unfortunately, this is very common. And three, which theory do I believe? Honestly, there are a few that I think have a legitimate chance. The dimensional trickster, a thin veil between parallel worlds, secret military testing from a base underground, Native American curses and a dash of natural phenomena all mixed in with a bit with a bit of exaggerant from the many layers of media and entertainment all mixed together for a perfect concoction that we call Skinwalker Ranch. So, yes, I do believe that there is something paranormal happening here, and I do believe it very well could be more than one thing. But I also believe that a lot of it has been exaggerated. But by no means do I think this place is invalid, fraudulent or normal. Skinwalker Ranch will always pique my interest, and I fully believe that there is, or was, something going on here. 
that screams for further legitimate investigation. A lot of big words right there. Very well. I'll keep mine short and sweet because I've already said it 10 times. But yeah, I just think uh, there's probably, like Wes is saying, some interdimensional bleed through happening here and other places and there's probably some black budget operation or has been some black budget operation to investigate this or observe this or whatever the case is and uh, i think these people most of them are probably seeing nothing they're just seeing things because that's what the mind does and for the ones who are actually experiencing something they're probably just sensitive to this phenomena or you know maybe maybe there just is some physical shit happening in our realm in our realm and uh that's it man so i'm with it definitely something going on <clears throat> let's go camping trip i'm down <laughs> wes what do you think man uh, uh like i said time time before <laughs> i'm right in line with jeff uh i just don't think our government has any any direct involvement they're more of just just observing it like we are but you know with a lot they're more, attracted like moths to a flame yeah you know um, they just have better uh, or like light to flies for all my trivium fans out there <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, great song by the way uh they just have better equipment you know they're better suited to try to observe what's going on but i don't think they have any real direct involvement well kid what do you think is really going ha- going on down there at Skinwalker Ranch? Um, like you said, I think it's a little sprinkle of everything. But the one I'm leaning towards the most right now is is the trickster theory. Um, that one, just stories of people claiming they're seeing a skinwalker and all of that. I just... The relation of it is fun. It's interesting. I like the that that whole story that you presented there that just it just makes sense to me that something might be out there playing tricks on us because why not for again that something could just be our own minds playing tricks on us but i'm like i love the lore i the military's gotta have or the government or whatever has gotta have some sort of involvement but are they in charge of everything no i don't think so hallucinations i can't buy into at all and i don't really think it's interterrestrial extraterrestrial stuff at all i really like this trickster one that's the one i'm sticking with right on and chicken like old insects, sausage nipples like insects to a light source <laughs> All right, so <laughs> so okay. I said I said right in the beginning that I had discovered some stuff because of the um, the doc documentary. I was like the documentation, the documentary that kind of tripped me out a little bit. Right in episode one, I heard this whole story of the wolf, and I was like, "This is baloney." I think I even may have said that that it was baloney, and. Nay. Now I say nay. So ah. there <laughs> so okay, so this is a perfect graphic, so don't freak out. I am an artist. Um found out because of that 
uh, documentary that the uh, the Shermans, after they had their wolf encounter, a couple weeks later, they were approached to give a description of what they um, believed the wolf looked like as far as like its size and stuff. They were given a lineup of three different silhouettes. One was a pony, one was a wolf, and one was of a dire wolf. And they said, point to what you saw. And they pointed directly at the dire wolf. Now, this is pretty much based off of that lineup, that graphic that was displayed on the TV. Um, keep in mind, excellent picture. Yeah. But this was about Ooh, the size. Yeah. They said pony, wolf, dire wolf. Dire wolf's cut off because I ran out of paper because um, I didn't, you know, open it up like <laughs> like this. But anyway, so but they pointed at this one, the size of the pony. And you think that people that deal with large animals all the time wouldn't know the size of a regular wolf versus a pony versus a dire wolf. And they didn't tell them, they didn't say this is a dire wolf. They just said point at the silhouette and they pointed at that. And we've gone into that in other episodes of this mm -hmm. possibility that dire wolves could still exist. And then I looked into the area and the area is riddled with caves, with abandoned gold mines, with canyons, all kinds of crap, right? All kinds of hiding areas. And if we're going to go into other cryptids that are in other areas, you know, whether that's, uh, was it the Tasmanian tiger, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. um, not the devil, but the tiger is supposedly extinct even though it went extinct in like the 30s and it could still exist um and it's still seen all the time now i'm not saying that wolf still exists but could it have existed during this time right especially if this area is so unpopulated and the way it went is said no to the humans and went right for the the calf right as almost as if this is its hunting pattern is to go after the weaker, smaller animals, not the humans that are going to give it a bunch of issues. Now, did it take six shots with a you know three fifty seven magnum and then a, two shots with a thirty out six, and really nothing happened? I don't know, but maybe with an animal that size, would it like if you went after a grizzly bear right now? Because that's pretty much the size we're talking about. If you shot at a grizzly bear right now, or a you know a small grizzly bear or a large black bear how many shots could you shoot into the side of it before it stops what it's doing? You know, I don't know because I don't hunt those things. Um, a well-placed shot right in its heart, probably, you know, effectively one because uh, I, my pastor goes bow hunting for black bear, right? But in its shoulder blades or just shooting randomly into its, its body, right? Especially with how fat these things have on them. Right. But well, bears at least. Well, bears, yeah. So, but I'm sitting here thinking about. It, I was like, so this wolf story could be real, especially with the black coloring, because we have that other video from like Montana or something where that big old German shepherd was going after a Minnesota. Wolf. Minnesota. Minnesota. It yep. was bigger than any wolf I've ever seen in my entire life. And wolves get really big, but this thing looked like a straight up dire wolf, right? Fuckers it's in the huge, snow, man. And we should, you know make a point to put a link to that in the description i'll try to you know remember that for this episode but it's just like it's freaking nuts and so it's just like maybe this thing has some truth to it right so that yeah. tripped me out then you know going into the phenomenon with the tv show where they're seeing the uh the heat signatures and stuff from you know the the second homestead or whatever and you know, they, they see that crazy decrease in temperature suddenly. And they showed the screen. Literally, like, the whole thing went, like, 
dark black and purple and then everything else was red around it because it was the focal point of that crazy you know temperature drop right and it was right where they said it was they had the uh they had the walking around with the 3d mapping technology and stuff and they're walking around inside the house i'm not saying they couldn't have turned the thing off to add you know drama to the show but they showed that there was this big black spot where it didn't you know pick up anything so i i can't i hesitate to say that this is all made up and there's nothing happening here i definitely think there is something happening here but at the same time i think that there's a lot of nothing a lot of drama that's added especially with the rise of technology because even you know even um i think it was george knapp said in the documentary that really nothing happened in the 70s it was very small as far as like the sightings that were going on there was some ufo stuff there was some whatever and then the way more disturbing stuff started happening in the 90s and that was when we saw this boom in technology you know shortly afterwards you know in the 2000s the internet would really just kick up and all sorts of stuff you know all this sort of all these sorts of things but we we're in that phase there was all that stuff coming on, up online and how convenient is it that suddenly all these crazy stories start coming out you know and it's just like so i don't think that there was nothing but i think it's way overplayed now um and i believe it would be likely that there is black budget type stuff going on or government type stuff going on in that area as well like i 100 percent believe that this ufo phenomenon is completely you know just fabricated it's fabricated hysteria to distract from other things it really seems like you know it could be coincidence which i don't believe in but it it seems like Every time there's some major like, hey, this is what we're talking about, the UFOs, we're having some congressional hearing or something like that to give out more information, there's also some other craziness going on in the world that would, you know, the focus is drawn over here. Slide you know, of perfectly timed or it's, you know, purposefully timed is probably what I'm getting to, but that there is, you know, this distraction that's going on, a major distraction. Right. For whatever reason, you know, I don't know, but, but I don't think that there's nothing going on. I think that there's probably cryptid stuff going on. I think there's probably demonic stuff going on. Um, black budget ops going on and stuff testing. And why not? Let's let the media in here and let them go wild with the, the craziness and the accusations. Cause honestly, we, none of us can point at some black budget agency. We don't even know what they're called and say, those are the people responsible. Who cares if people think that it is, right? No one can prove that it is. Um, so let them run wild with it, especially since, you know, this is during the time frame of us, of the government announcing, oh, there's aliens and we don't know what they want and they have technology that's far superior to ours and everyone's just running rampant with it. They see flares out in the ocean. They're like, the aliens, you know? Everyone's just brainwashed these days, or a lot of people are. And so, yeah, why not? Just let them in, and then they're going to immediately think that it's the aliens and all kinds of stuff, and we could just keep doing what we're doing. Who cares if people really see it anymore, right? It doesn't need to be at a military base in the middle of nowhere where no one's allowed access. It could literally be over San Francisco, and everyone's going to be like, the aliens, oh gosh, the aliens. No one, very rarely are people going to say, that's the government or that's black budget. And even still, who's going to believe them? It's like, you know, if 
five schmucks on a podcast just talking about it. No one's going to believe us, right? <laughs> so maybe Danny, but that's about it. I don't know who you're calling schmuck. Anyways. You. But that's, you know, <laughs> but that's what I'm, I, that's, that's what I think is that there is craziness. There is strangeness, but it's not when it comes to like the alien stuff, that's all just because they can, right? I mean, who's going to stop them for one? Who's going to prove that it's them, you know? And, you know, especially with the narrative going on right now, most people are going to look at the aliens and then attribute most of everything else that's going on to the aliens. I mean, the predator monster versus, you know, like what you guys were talking about, a cloaking device. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. All right. So. Wes, Wes is like, no, no, you, no. <laughs> uh, I just want to point out a post from June 15th on the Infinite Rabbit Hole Facebook group by Tagger Wyatt. Wyatt? Tagger Wyatt. Thank you, uh, Tagger. I really appreciate this because this is the video of the wolf in Minnesota. I uh, I just sent it to our group chat, the Infinite Rabbit Hole group chat, so you guys can look at it if you want to. Um, but take a minute. Uh, I'll do you one better than what Jake said. Instead of put, posting a a uh, a link to it, we're going to make you guys go to the Infinite Rabbit Hole Facebook page and go to June 15th. Taggart Wyatt posted this video that we've talked about. Jake and I have uh, dove into this video before many of times. It is an unbelievably awesome video. Um, thing scares the living shit out of me. <laughs> uh, and I don't know who recorded this. But letting their dog next to that fucking thing is a complete idiot. Um, it's huge. Huge. Absolutely huge. And it's a fucking dark, pitch black wolf. And look, I don't matches the description of the wolf from uh, the Skinwalker Ranch. And I don't even know, because of the distance, if that thing is big enough to be considered a dire wolf, if that's just a big wolf. If they did, right. in fact, see a dire wolf, then... I mean, literally, we're talking like face level at the shoulder, mm -hmm. right? A, hu a six foot tall human looking at this thing's shoulder is maybe you're looking right at it or it's just below that. So it's maybe like five feet tall at the shoulder or something like that. It's they're freaking massive. And so maybe this is one. Maybe it's not. I don't know because of the distance. And, you know, you'd have to go out there and measure the trees and see, you know, if, was it standing in tall grass, you know, whatever it was. But still. If that if they actually did see this wolf and it was that big and they think it was a dire wolf, that's a monster. And yeah, it might make sense that they could put a bunch of rounds into it and maybe not affect it, especially if they're just shooting into its bones or something. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um. All right. So that has been our. Oh wait, does anybody else have anything else to add here? Good to go. Nope. All right. Well, that has been our coverage of Skinwalker Ranch. I know that we've talked for probably over six hours total within these last three episodes. Jeff would love to murder me, but <laughs> can't because he also loves me. He's conflicted. Um, that is the bulk of Skinwalker Ranch. If you want more stories, I have more stories I can go into. I can go into the stories of a um, security officer that that uh did security for the ranch for quite a while. I can go into stories of a gentleman who snuck onto the ranch quite often and has come out with 10 books on 
his own personal experiences with the unknown on Skinwalker Ranch. Um, there's a lot out there. There's a lot. Now, whether or not it's all real, no idea. But if you guys would like to hear more from the stories of Skinwalker Ranch, let us know. InfiniteRabbitHole at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. Hit us up at Facebook.com and go to the Infinite Rabbit Hole Facebook group. Simple as that. We also have a website, InfiniteRabbitHole.com, where we have a contact us link. Just go ahead and fill that out. Go straight to our email. We get emails all the time. By the way, if you sent us an email and you're wondering why we haven't replied, check your junk mail. I think that's where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fairly certain because we get we get emails quite a bit and only one or two will reply to our reply. So check your junk mail. Uh, pretty sure everyone thinks that we're spam, but we're not. We're just people. We're not yeah. food. Right. So And send us a voicemail. And send us a voicemail. Danny, send us a voicemail. <clears throat> Danny needs to send Danny. Why Danny. is Danny voicemail, Danny. A voicemail? You, you'd feel like, Danny, come on, Danny. Come on, Danny. 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 Voicemail, Danny. Danny. Voicemail. Jeff Poor Danny. <laughs> no, yeah. we love Danny. We love Danny. <laughs> um, all right. That's great. That's it. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Infinite Rabbit Hole Podcast. We will see you the next branch in the rabbit infinite whole thing <laughs> bye everybody bye 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 bye